to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, our very good friend, is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight, Season 10, Episode 19. Now, Chris, where would you like to start today? Well, Dave, we start off with, you know, sort of a family get-together with the couples and, and Tani and Ollie. All going well. You know, they even say that one of the strongest couples pretty much going to agree with them. I think they've they've gone under the radar. They seem to like each other's companies. The families are buying into it. There was a bit of tears there. Yeah, so I thought, you know, fair enough. We're starting off with a bit of a positive for a change, Dave. And then we got (laughs) Lyndall and Cam. And, you know, Cam has gone on my shit list for a few episodes now. I thought he didn't back Lyndall up at all this whole situation with shannon all right in the end we know i've said it before she was incorrect as far as we know anyway shannon's a lying fucker so it might have been true i don't know but he was just his reaction was just wrong and he just he was totally off with and some of the things he said have been weird we heard this little bit of dialogue potentially something gonna happen with taylor i don't know but his family come and you know, this whole hugging situation, which I found was absolute nonsense, and I found it weird that he wouldn't acknowledge and just put his arm around Lyndall when she's getting upset because she couldn't see her mum other than on FaceTime. And then he's, her mum sort of starts apologising. I'm like, don't get that. Don't know why you're apologising, but fair enough. You know, you're the bigger person. You know, nice to do that. Oh, no, Dave, his mum jumps in because she is a bellend like her son and says, oh, words have consequences. What? For apologizing for nothing. But apparently it's, you know, words. I was fuming, Dave. I was like, what? No wonder Cam is the way he is or the way he's showing at the moment. He's coming across as a bellend and his mum is a bellend as well. Oh, you stole all my thunder there. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> I messaged you, I watched it a little bit before you, and I just said, oh, fucking Cam's mum's a dick. Right, Chris, honestly, I, I agree. Cam is on the shit list, but it's kind of like, all right, maybe you just haven't been shown how to be a normal, empathetic fucking human being. Lyndall's mum did not have to make that apology, but she was just being nice. She was just like, Sorry, I... I put you in a in an uncomfortable position you know you've been having sex with my daughter uh, and i thought she needed a hug so i thought you know it wouldn't be crossing any fucking boundaries to ask you to give her a hug and i, I was saying because we weren't at that conversation i was saying well maybe if you felt like it was an order but no it's, it's like a, a chris these might be british they're not actually australian you know they, they don't do physical contact no no you can't do that but on a, chris when she said about, well, once the words are out there, I'm like, oh, you are a fucking nasty, bitter person, aren't you? This yeah. is where Cam gets it from, without a doubt. And that whole fucking dialogue about, oh, maybe, you know, the the hugs and the affection, maybe it's being fucking needy, Chris. Maybe it's <laughs> being needy to want to hug a day. What an absolute pair of fucking bellends they are. And uh, yeah, I I just, I almost, I hope this relationship doesn't work out or doesn't last much longer because fuck me, whoever ends up with him and his toxic fucking mother, 
are in for a pretty horrible time of it, I think. I agree. And and you're right. That whole affection thing was just like, oh, wow. Wow. So so obviously, you know, Cam just is used to missionary position, Dave. No touching, no kissing, no petting. He doesn't do anything, does he? And I was like, and what annoyed me is he's got this like fucking annoying smirk now, which I've never noticed mm. before. And he's obviously one of them kids, in my opinion, was a little shit and his mum let him off at every turn and it was mm. everyone else's fault. Because for, I know it's a kid, she loves him, it's a son, fair enough, but it looks like he can do no fucking wrong in yeah. her eyes. And every, every turn I thought, like you said, Lyndall's mum was just lovely. She was just being a nice person. I'm so sorry. Why be a cow? And then it's that like dialogue when she's having a drink with him. I'm like, it's no wonder this lad is, is on his own. And then she's like, well, we, we grew up different way. We're, we're in a weird country people. It's like, no, you're not country people. You're just being fucking horrible. Somehow <laughs> what part of the fucking country of Australia you come in, that you live in, you just fucking, there is manners and, and decorum and, you know, being nice. You've not showed any compassion. And it's just, yeah, it just gave me a real red flag for me, for Linda. And I know later on she said, oh, we're in a good place and she seemed happier. But when he said about her mum, and then he just flipped it, she's saying, my mum is like he's three years old or something and stormed out the fucking apartment. I was like, you need to grow up, mate. He was having a dig at her mum for nothing. And she went, I was taking up for my mum and I was so pleased with her doing that. And she mm. went, I, I, I will defend my mum. She doesn't deserve that. And he's like, you say my mum? And it's like, she went, I never even said that. And he just, I was like, oh, fuck off, mate. You are a dick. <laughs> yeah. You fucking city folk with your newfangled hugs and stuff, you weirdos. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't read anything up on it, but, you know, do you, do you, do you get the impression like Cam might be an only child and like there was no. There was no father in this scene, was there? Do you just think, like, maybe he's just been a bit mollycoddled? Think he's a bit fucking bad boy, Bubby? (laughs) 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 Not many people get that reference, Dave, but... um... (laughs) You can can probably Google that one, but... uh, Yeah, yeah. Probably... Avoid the first 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. But yes, we are definitely not fans. And again, I don't want to hear any shit about a fucking edit, right? All the seconds, all the seconds put together just show them two to be absolute fucking repressed bellends. And so, yeah, Lyndall should run a fucking mile. I agree, Dave. She should be off. So the next couple we got was Belinda and Leighton. A couple I didn't think were going to last. I didn't see anything going. Dave seemed that happy when Leighton's talking. You know, Melinda's sort of looking on every word. She's, she's confident that they're going to make it outside. Fair enough, Dave. One of the couples I wasn't expecting, especially the VT that Melinda delivered at the start, yeah, you know, and about yeah. his looks and everything and at the wedding. But no, they, they seem to have really grown as a couple. So fair play on that we, one. I don't think we've seen a turnaround like it, have we? You know, no. most of the time when the brides start off that way and she was having a go at like his privileged fucking money tree, you know, and stuff yeah. like that, wasn't she? Taking the piss, looking at the negative on just about everything. But they do seem to be going along okay. 
you know, basically they're kind of young and fit, aren't they? So I'm sure they're having a right old fucking time of it. But it is a little bit disturbing if they can't actually fucking talk about anything without ending up in an argument. So <laughs> I don't know uh, where that one will actually end. I, I, I don't know, necessarily know there's a, a longevity in that. Like any time you try and tackle any... Have a serious discussion about anything, you know, where we're going to live after the experiment, what we're going to do, you know, all of these kind of things. You you can't have everything descend into an argument, and that's kind of the feeling I got from them. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true, and, and I think as well, you look at like the dynamics of where we are. We're we're on like week five, you know, we're over halfway there. It, it's like. Things are just settling down for some couples, aren't they? You know, that initial mm. like, attraction, not attraction, whatever. But another of our favorite couples, Dave, Harrison and Bronte. <laughs> so, you know, our favorite gaslighter, he's back again. He's with his, uh, was his pals he was with, Dave, I think. Uh, there was two of them, one, I don't know if it was his brothers or whoever it was. Obviously, Bronte's. Yeah, Bronte's with his sister. The fucking story about the phone number. You ain't convincing nobody. The more no. you say it, Harrison, and Bronte's there like a fucking absolute lapdog just going, oh, well, he's a great-looking guy. I, I'm not bothered. And, and, and his sister's like, is, is this real? Is this genuine? Like, what, what is going on? No, but even his mates are not biting. His mates are like, they must be laughing their cocks off afterwards on their yeah. WhatsApp group going, she fucking bought that hotline and sinker, mate. Oh, you're all right there. You know, it's like, it's so fake and utter shit. Like, and and... Honestly, it's the I think it's the desperation of Bronte just wanting to stay in the yeah. show, Dave. That that's what it shows to me more than anything. I, I can't have any sympathy for Bronte when she's clearly she's not that dumb, right? She can see it, but she yeah. just really, really wants to be on TV for as long as possible. And it's as if her sister hasn't got the memo <laughs> because she's got no poker face whatsoever. And she's like, What? You, you know, you mess with her, you mess with me. And so, yeah, I, I just think it, it's it's hard to have too much of an opinion. I mean, the pair of them in different ways, Bronte and Harrison, are just playing up the acting, something rotten, aren't they? You know, just about everything. And, you know, Harrison is working really hard to you know in front of the cameras to give us this idea that he's this perfect boyfriend kind of thing but he's not fooling anyone no i'm not thinking i tell you who is an actor dave or an actress what why are we even tolerating this taylor fucking taylor's there it's like some comedy sketch in it or some out of a soap she's sat there she, apparently she's now offended because hugo you know she was in the last episode because hugo put a last on that or second to last on that bloody board thing. Why are we even entertaining this fucking bollocks? She's absolutely been told to play up to this character. And now it's become like a parody. It's mm. like a fucking joke when I see it now, because I'm just like, I am not believing that you are being sincere. You're being real. And then Hugo starts apologizing. And I'm like, well, you're a fucking muppet you as well. Well, it's, I, I think it must be hard to, if someone is laying it on that fucking thick, and again, she is a fucking total nightmare. I said it the other day. I I, I don't believe she's just playing it up purely to the cameras. She might be playing up a little bit. I think anyone, when, when you put the camera on them, they're going to play up a little bit, aren't they? But yeah. 
she's not being completely a different person from what she is in in day-to-day life and I, I can't remember if i predicted it chris but i i had a feeling that she was going to you know really lay this on thick about how heartbroken she was. I mean, like I say, she looks like she's in bed with the Rona. You know, know, and she's got the fucking eye mask on and everything. Whoa is fucking me. That must be exhausting to just, you know, continue to be like, well, you know, you're acting like a complete dick. Um, actually, you know what? Change my mind. I'm going to put your bottom. <laughs> that would be me, but that's because I'm a cunt. Um, <laughs> so, but basically, like she did, she ground him down, and so he ends up apologizing. He's like, "Oh, well, that's that's a lesson learned for me." And she'll win. She'll win that battle, and then she'll get what she wants. And so it's just. Uh, it's frustrating, but also, Chris, I agree. It's just not very entertaining to watch some no. like child to watch fucking Veruca Salt, right? In That's real it, yeah. life, <laughs> That's you know, it, yeah. Daddy, I want some. You know, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm with you. Yeah, it's just absolutely distasteful human being, and yeah, Rupert, I, I, he just needs to. Well, I, I don't know what he needs to do. He just needs to fuck her off, basically. Just yeah. say, leave. You know, you you properly fucking set me up. There is no way anyone can spend longer than five minutes with this person and realize she's a fucking nightmare. And you bastards have just set me up with this one <laughs> for, for the entertainment, especially of two northern blokes in the UK who love to take the piss. You bastards. <laughs> what did you think dave right so what did you think of this whole thing with jesse and claire this this like you know we we know like he was so upset and all that you know the dinner party thing but it's like she takes into a music shop now you're a guitarist dave very good one i can play guitar but i'm a very poor one what did you think about his bit of shredding on the guitar there, Dave? Because that guitar sounded like he was out of tune to me, my friend. I don't it didn't know sound great, did it? <laughs> no, it didn't. It was just like, okay, what are you playing? Oh, yeah, it's one of my tunes from the band. I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> well, you're not going to be famous playing that shit, mate. <laughs> Terrible. Richie, isn't he, from uh, the UK one? <laughs> <laughs> he's, still, he's still auditioning for Hollyoaks, Dave. Fucking he occasionally fuck. fucking shows up on my Instagram feed. Oh, like, just Honestly, cop. like sat in a guitar shop, like belting out, and it's just like, oh, fucking hell, give me a rest, mate. What? What? The, the old classic, <laughs> and, and even Clarice did it, the old din, din, din. Yeah, yeah, din, I appreciated din, that, din, because like, that's, that's normally my go-to. So like occasionally the kids will say, oh, you know, one try out the guitar lasts probably about a day or two days or something but that is my go-to because it's such an easy little yep. uh riff to do and you can do it on one string as well so you get used to like the left hand and the right hand moving so yeah i was, I was quite impressed with that um <laughs> I, I i just don't know i mean a little bit like bronte and harrison chris i i kind of I, I've just sort of made my mind up that Claire really is just there for the for the kind of influencer career out of it. She doesn't actually like Jesse that much, but I think she did a very good performance in all of these scenes here to to do stuff to kind of pander to what he wants to do, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I thought it seemed to go well. And, you know, you could see from Jesse's face, I, I think he genuinely did find it, you know, uh, enjoyable. And then even at the end, you know, she gives him the, uh, what was it, like a, a gemstone or something. And, uh, you know, it, he's still not into it. He's never going to be into it. But he did seem to appreciate the fact that it, me- it meant something to her. Yeah, and so you know, he, he did seem to light up a little bit there. So I don't, I, you know, who knows where this one ends up? <laughs> well, Dave, we've got to talk about the main event of the evening now. You know, I'm sure in your time you have pocket dialed someone. I've pocket dialed someone. You've not your phone, whatever. Fair enough. <laughs> R- Rupert must have the best phone in the world, Dave, because if they're <laughs> out in a club or a fucking bar. And Evelyn has heard this word-for-word verbatim conversation. I'm not doubting that this dickhead Dan, and he is called dickhead Dan from now on, Dave, because he's an absolute prick. But I don't believe that fucking Rupert has pocket-dialed anyone, Dave. I think he's come back, told Evelyn, and the fucking producers have said, (laughs) we could use this as a storyline. and Because there is no fucking way... He has knocked his phone and Evelyn's there listening away like a spy, you know, fucking there. <laughs> How long was she listening for? Is this like an hour he'd fucking pocket dial these phone? Most people, you know, can't have the phones out of their hands. For, I can't certainly for a couple of minutes. So it's like, I'm not buying any of this shit. However, it did give us a lot of entertainment in this episode. Well, I mean, entertainment, but I mean, it, it got a bit... <sighs> emotional as well I felt but like yeah if they were in a club especially I mean you're just going to be hearing like you're not actually going to be able to make out a conversation let alone Chris identify the voices of people that you've known for a week <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> there's exactly. just no way but you know, like say, if they've had that conversation, producers have said, right, let's let's pretend that you pocket dial them. But so so that bit was set up. But then I think what happened after seemed quite authentic. And I don't know what I can say that adds to what I was saying yesterday. I mean, Dan just seems like a complete knobhead. <laughs> like I say, or you said, uh, dickhead Dan. He seems to think like he's fucking Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio or someone tremendously good looking, not fucking Wreck It Ralph, who's minted, so he'll get women because he's minted. <laughs> Damn, they're after your money, mate. Um, yeah. And I think that, that that is all fine, right? If he wants to, to go with girls like that or whatever, but what is fucking shit, what is unbelievably shit is, you know, on the sofa, last commitment ceremony, you say now he didn't find her sexually attractive. They end up shagging and then he gets worse. He almost does that Harrison thing, doesn't he? He gets worse after they've slept together and he's completely fucking gaslighting her. This fucking ridiculous and, oh, my God, the fucking, um, what is it, beast mode. He's oh in fucking beast mode. God. Are you fucking kidding me? If if he's genuinely active for those six hours, you know it, 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 he would be in unbelievable shape, and he's not. So 
but not only that, he's trying to go on this compatibility thing. But then he just ends up getting really fucking nasty. He's basically calling her like a fucking couch potato, you know, while he's off in fucking beast mode. And it did. It got really... For me, it wasn't entertaining at that point. It had gone past that. It was just fucking nasty watching him, like, tear her to pieces, basically. Yeah, I'm with you. And I think what what stuck with me is beast mode was like, what a prick. And he's going, so every day, right, Dave, he must be fucking on that much Red Bull. And I'm trying to be polite here because I think he's probably, if he's doing six hours of a fucking exercise a day, he must, body must be fucked, Dave. He must be fucked. He's, he's the same age as me and you, and he's training like that. You know what I mean? It's like absolute nonsense. It was, the, it was when he went, yeah, well, I go running with people who can keep up with me. What are you, an Olympic fucking cross-country <laughs> runner, you fucking knob? You know, it's like, who are you running with? Fucking, you know what I mean? It's just like, what an absolute wanker. And then he's like, I, I actually think, Dave, by, by these last two episodes, especially this one, he is a bigger gaslighter than Harrison. And I never never yeah. saw that coming at all. I was all sticking up for Dan at that that dinner party when it all come out about these girls and the phone number and all that shit. We were laughing at Harrison just trying to meander himself through and get himself away from it all. Dan is horrible. He's a horrible guy. He's obviously a cheating fucker. He's got another life. He's here for the clicks. He's here for the money. He's He's got no interest in Sandy. And everything Sandy said, was reasonable. I didn't see anything wrong with how she tackled him. And as soon as she said something he didn't like, he shot her down. He's like, oh, I feel ambushed. You don't feel ambushed. You don't live with someone and then get up in the morning and go out for six hours and they can't mm. get hold of him. That is not normal, Dave. I'm sorry. It's fine. He could say, right, I'm going to the gym. Do you want to come with me and wait in the cafe? Or do you want to you know, meet up afterwards? There's nothing wrong with that. He's allowed to have his own time. I mean, six hours is bullshit anyway. He's like, I'm hiking. It's like, fuck, mate. What is he climbing up mountains fucking in this six hours as well? He's like, this like guy is day. literally, yeah, he's fucking John Rambo, isn't he, by the sounds of it? All he thinks he's in his head. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being active, but she's even saying to him, I want to come with you. And you're painting, she even said, you're painting me out like I want to sit watching TV all day. And mm. she doesn't, she's bored, but he doesn't want to. If it is what he's saying, because she can't athletically keep up with him, he's like, well, I'm not fucking bringing it. It's like, that's your missus, mate. Let her do a thing. Let her go in the gym. Let her, you know, go on the machines or whatever. Let her be involved. Show her what you're doing. He's a liar, Dave. And as a great fucking thing he said, Davide, he's a liar. You know what I mean? He's absolute <laughs> bullshitter. And he's he's got so many skeletons in his closet and it's all going to come out and he's just... Oh, honestly, he's just dickhead Dan from now on. He's horrible, horrible guy. And now he's the number one bad guy for me at this series. Yeah. You know, uh, the thing is with Harrison, right? And it, uh, as soon as I was watching episode one and he came out and he was saying, oh, yeah, I've been cheated on in the past. I remember messaging you and I was like, it's going to come out. This guy's a cheater. I'm telling you. And even before the episode had finished, you know, we found out that, you know, he, he's... He's not on the uh, the right side, if you like. But with Harrison, you look at him and you can kind of get it. You could kind of see he's a good-looking bloke. You can see that he gets lots of female attention. With Dan, I just can't see it. Apart from the money. Like, he's minted. Yeah. He's got the fast cars, yeah. you know, and all, all that sort of stuff. So that's what, you know, makes him attractive, if you like. But 
you know, he's just shown himself to be a real nasty piece of shit individual as far as I'm concerned. And, and yeah. what he's done there is just bang out of order. And, yeah, I mean, we say about, you know, with a lot of these shows, you know, a lot of it is about coming on and, uh, you know, getting an Instagram following. You know, you can get paid handsomely for some of those adverts once you've got so many followers and everything. So that's what a lot of them are looking for, doing the, the nightclub circuit and all that sort of shit. But Sandy seems more authentic, you know, and she gave up a lot. And, you know, they went back and showed some of the footage when, you know, she's trying to explain it to the parents. The parents are basically not in at all, you know, so she's had to walk this path all on her own. And they saddle her with a piece of shit like that. And my heart was breaking for her, to be honest. Yeah, it was was horrible. The comments about... I think she was so upset regarding like what her parents are going to say because they didn't want her to do it. She'd gone against yeah. them, and she's saying like, "I need to break out. I need to have a relation. I need to do this." And I mean, they've put they they thought they put her with the right guy, and everything was pointing towards that for quite a long time in this process. But as always, it's just really his ugly head, and and he's. The fact that he said he was with his daughter and then he's out with his mates, all the lads and stuff. It's just like, and then he's boasting about the girls he's he's had and all this, and it's like, yeah, but they're exes for a reason, pal. Why are you boasting? What is but the what is the game? Did he he didn't vote to leave, did he? No, 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 no. So, so you know, if they're really that fucking incompatible, why are you here, mate? You're here yeah. for the fucking clicks, aren't you? You're here for the fucking followers. That's all you're here for. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's just absolute fucking bullshit, Dave. But, well, we've so much to unpack on these shows in the maths. Every episode, <laughs> it just brings the fucking heat. And I can't wait for the dinner party now tomorrow. And we're going to have to wait then, Dave, till Sunday. Oh, we didn't get a break. Man. But but it's going to leave us dangling. But by the looks of it, Evelyn goes at him. And Dan's fucking poker face was brilliant. He's like, you know, it's like Oscar-winning performance Did here, mate. Did you just she- do an impression on a podcast? What, what are you trying to say, Dave? He's like, and I imagined you were probably pulling some sort of face. I was, I was. <laughs> You'll have to imagine the face that was pulling. <laughs> that constipated face that Dan's pulling on the VT for the next episode. But yeah. Evelyn... Holds him to task by the looks of it, Dave. Now, she's big brother royalty and someone who did like an argument on the UK one. So I think this is set up for her perfectly and she's going to fight Sandy's corner. But like you said, Dave, I've been there a fucking week. So, you know, it's, it does seem a little bit, but I'm here <laughs> for Dan to get his comeuppance because he fucking deserves it, the blagger. Yeah, I mean, it, it went from, you know, being quite emotional right at the end there to the little preview for tomorrow night's episode. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to fucking get it. And I don't think it's just going to be her, is it? I don't think it's just going to be Evelyn. I think a few people are going to be chipping in there. So can't bloody wait, Chris. Well, Dave, as well, and also I just announced this, I'd say, on the podcast, is the episode's going to be a little bit late when we release our podcast as well because it won't be out tomorrow, guys. So that is my fault. I'm actually at the football so unfortunately, Dave, we're going to have to run it back possibly Thursday oh, or Friday. No. So I apologize, guys. You know, we won't be out on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, 
At least I can watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'll be watching I it when it gets back. For a second yeah. there, you, you were going to say uh, they they weren't showing it tomorrow, and they, they were going to no, no. Today. No, this is worse, Dave. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Right, so we've had two emails. One's from Tom, and it says, Hi, guys. Love your take on the season of maths, but I've got to write in and bring up a glaring omission from the review of episode 18. It was John's initial response to Harrison's failure at trying to outdo all the other drama that's been going on. In my opinion, the first thing John said, see below, was the best part of the whole episode. Oh, and I could see Adam and Claire thing was going to be a big deal when he didn't allow Janelle to look at his phone. Remember, he gaslighted her by saying he didn't want to look at her phone. That was just one of many clues the producers had planted. The other big one was him admitting in his wedding vows that he cheated in the past. I just thought it was going to be a big retreat drama, but as it turns out, the producers have got other plans for the retreat. I'm still trying to work out what that'll be, but at the moment, my money's on Taylor getting off with one of the grooms and it'll probably be Cameron. Having said that, even though Duncan is an outlier, I do think his patience with Alyssa could run out if she carries on being such a hypocritical drama queen. Cheers, guys. Tom. And what Tom's a reference to when I said see below is a picture he's put of John when he says, uh, uh, okay, well, okay, well, I'm not going to get a sense that you're being real with us. That sounds terrible, but there you go. So uh, great stuff, Tom. Thank you for that, mate. And then the next one is from Alison, and it's in relation to today's episode. And she says, um, what well, hold chaps. First of all, thanks for the podcast and the Love Island one all over. Watching the show itself is like wading through treacle. Love to listen while I'm wandering to and from work and sometimes even at work. We won't say that too loud, Alice. So just watch the latest Maths Australian. She wants to free thoughts out. Double Live Dan gets up at 5am and goes to see other woman. He has to. Not even a full-time bodybuilder will spend that long at the gym or claims to be running for that many hours. Plus, there are social media spoilers now, please look away, guys. One, two, three. Of him with the lady who has been on his side at the aisle. It was with the lady who was on his side of the aisle at the wedding. Most people will know the one. The cameraman made super sure we saw her orange dress, more front than Blackpool when the illuminations are on. As for the butt dial, he was going to get caught out regardless of saying you're out with your daughter. Poor kid's going to see her dickhead dad treating women like shite all over the TV. And then going out with the lads isn't going to work because they all talk live in the same building and have to attend an excruciating dinner party once a week so someone would have mentioned it where does he get off saying he's too good for Sandy she's gone through all this and nothing I'm furious for her I'd like to go and frying pan the hideous man in the face but it looks like tomorrow night's dinner party he gets a grilling for Evelyn so I'm leaving it into in her capable hands on the upside of the butt dial nice to know Hugo has been able to let off some steam about being stuck with that utter drain Taylor I can't decide whether she's truly an awful person or an awful actress. Could be both, I guess, but she's definitely not a makeup artist. Ooh, that's a good one, that, Alison. I can only praise Hugo for retaining some dignity and for that superb display on the photo challenge and not throwing her over the balcony. I realise that e this email may sound probably sounds like advocate violence. I don't. Well, not that often. Just a few people on this programme really need to have been put in the bin from the onset, and then I wouldn't have these feelings. I think I'm going for a lie down. Keep up the good work. I need to know someone else who's thinking the same as me, Ali. So great email, Alison. Thank you so much for that. And if you want to email us like Alison and Tom, 
cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cdrealitycast, as always, get over to Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast and come and join us on Facebook, guys. We do appreciate every single person who supports us over there. And if you do support us a little bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash cdrealitycast. So today's roll call of honour is Helen, Alex, Macy, Nicholas, Maeve, Emma, Fiona, Cassie, Megan, Kate, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Chloe, Noreen, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Priscilla, Susan, Tr- Hennessy, Tracy, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green, and Keck Gustafson. So thank you so much for all your support, guys. Amazing emails and amazing stuff. So Dave, it's been an honour today, my friend. What an episode. I will see you next time. Well, thank you very much, sir. And thanks to all our listeners out there. Thanks to all our followers and supporters. And we'll speak to you next time. 